Good day, friends. Welcome to the Daily Bread Scripture Readings, devotional thoughts brought to you by St. Paul Lutheran Church in Clarence Center. Hey, today is March 28th, uh, and today we're going to read a uh, part of the Gospel of Mark, Mark chapter 14, the last few verses. And uh, it's, it's the trial, the most unjust trial. There's a lot of them in this world, but this is one of them. Uh, and then the abandonment of the best friend uh, in this trial. So let's take a look at it. It is from uh, Mark 14. Let's, uh, let's pray. Uh, gracious God, open your word to us that we might see Jesus, that we might learn and grow, and that we might um, understand what he has come for us to do. All right? In Jesus' name, amen. Well, here we have Jesus before the council. That's the, uh, the heading. Um, let's read it. They led Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests and the elders and the scribes came together. And Peter had followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest. Remember, Peter had promised, Lord, even if everyone else abandons you, I will not abandon you. But Jesus had told them, uh, you know what, this, this night the scripture will be fulfilled. Strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. Jesus, had, Jesus knew that Peter would abandon, but Jesus... But Jesus is loved by Peter, and so Peter does want to follow. And it says here, He was sitting with the guards and warming himself at the fire. Now the chief priests and the whole council, that's the whole Sanhedrin, that's the the rulers, uh, those who um, the Romans allowed to rule uh, for religious affairs, these Jewish leaders, the whole Sanhedrin were seeking testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but they found none. For many bore false witness against him, but their testimony did not agree. And some stood up and bore false witness against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands, and in three days I will build another not made with hands. Yet even about this their testimony did not agree. Because Jesus did not say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands. He never said, I'll destroy the temple. He did say, this is John chapter 2, he did say, destroy this temple and in three days I will build it up. In other words, if you destroy the temple, that is the temple of my body, in three days I will raise it up. Um, so interesting that uh, they, they latch onto this. They, uh, they can't let that go because the temple is you know, the, such an important part of the life for them. Um, now let's take, take a quick look here. Um, even about this, their testimony did not agree. And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, Have you no answer to make? What is it that these men testify against you? But he remained silent and made no answer. Remember in Isaiah it says, like a sheep before slaughter, he is dumb. That is, he does not open his mouth. Again, the high priest asked him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Here Jesus is not afraid to confess who he is. He, they ask, are you the son of the blessed? Are you the, the Christ, the one who has promised to come? And he says, I am. And again, he could have said yes. He could have He said a lot of things, but he uses these words, I am, which remind us of Exodus chapter 3. Um, God, Yahweh, showing up at the burning bush. Uh, and he says, I am who I am. Right? This beautiful word of the God is the existing one. Jesus said, I am, and you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. What's he talking about? 
Well, this is Daniel chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. Uh, maybe I can pull that up for us just quickly so you can see that. Uh, Daniel 7, 13 and 14 has this um, promise that there is one who is uh, at the side of God in his presence. Uh, let's read it. I saw in the night visions, this is Daniel speaking, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man, and he came to the Ancient of Days and was pre presented before him. Um, the Septuagint, the Greek translation of this, says it a little more clear. It says, and was present with him. So there's the Ancient of Days and there's one who was with him. And verse 14 says, and to him, this, this son of man, and to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. Notice here this, uh, the son of man and verse 13. It's not capitalized. It sort of flies under the radar. This vision that Daniel has of the son of man uh, who who was with the Ancient of Days, that is with God the Father. And he has an everlasting um, everlasting dominion. Look what Jesus latches onto. It says, Behold, with the clouds of heaven came one like a son of man. Uh, Jesus latches onto that. And he says, You will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven. That is, uh, that is a word of, of judgment here. Um, so he says, You will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Well, so Jesus is not shirking back. He is being as clear as he possibly can. I am the Christ, the Son of the Blessed. What that means is I'm the Son of Man who will come to rule forever. They don't like it. Verse 63, and the high priest tore his garments and said, what further witnesses do we need? You have heard his blasphemy. What is your decision? Now notice there is no, the charge here is a religious charge that he is claiming to be something that he cannot be. He is just a man. And they would recognize this son of man with, with the ancient of days, with God in heaven as being more than a man in some way. And so for Jesus to say, I am that son of man, the one who will come with the clouds of heaven, they say that is blasphemy. And we can, we can say, of course, no, Jesus did not commit blasphemy. He is telling the truth. Verse 64, you've heard his blasphemy, what is your decision? And they all condemned him as deserving death. And some began to spit on him and to cover his face and to strike him, saying to him, prophesy. And the guards received or took him with blows. So here begins the suffering of Jesus. Uh, he is condemned wrongly and then he is uh, given the death sentence and he is he is then received with blows. Um, all right, and then it gets worse. His best friend, Peter, comes and he's trying to hold on and, and be there, but he, he does not uh, hold the faith. So let's take a look here. Um, verse 66, it says this, And as Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came, and seeing Peter warming himself, she looked at him and said, You also were with the Nazarene, Jesus. But... He denied it, saying, I neither know nor understand what you mean. He's right out just lying, right? So much for even if they kill me, I will not, uh, I will not abandon you. Man, he's, there's this young lady who says, I think, aren't you with him? And he says, I don't know what you're talking about. 
And he went out into the gateway, and the rooster crowed. And the servant girl saw him, and began again to say to the bystanders, This man is one of them. But again he denied it. And after a little while, the bystanders again said to Peter, Certainly you are one of them, for you are a Galilean. Right? They knew his accent, gave him away. But he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know this man of whom you speak. And immediately the rooster crowed a second time. And Peter remembered how Jesus had said to him, Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he broke down and wept. Quite a story here how while Jesus is undergoing his condemnation unjustly um, and is being received by the the temple guards with uh, beatings um, and mocking, here Peter is out in the courtyard and saying, I don't know this man. He is abandoned on every side. And we'll see, we'll come to see in chapter 15 how he is abandoned by God. And um, not, not forever, but for our sake. So that is our, that is our story. That is where Lent brings us to the passion of Jesus, the Lord, who has given his life for us. So anyway, lot to contemplate there. Um, the, the beautiful thing is we are exactly like Peter. How often do we deny Jesus? We don't know him. Right? We don't act like we know him. Um, we are practical atheists. When it comes down to it, we don't have integrity, which means that that word means one. We are not the one and same true people we ought to be every place. Um, and so we come and uh, like Peter, we repent. We ask God to bring us back in and, and he does. Uh, he has mercy on us. It's why he sent Jesus um, to cover our sins, right? Love, as Peter would later come to say, in his letter he says love covers a multitude of sins and what love is the greatest the love of jesus who who gave himself for our sins right uh, as the lamb of god so um hope that uh is encouraging to you thank you all so much for uh for stopping in um and uh, if you're on twitter uh, you can check us out on twitter who makes it grow is the is the uh, tag and uh that's just my personal account um it comes from uh, 1 Corinthians, the, uh, the verse that Paul says, I planted Apollos waters, but there's only one who makes it grow. It's God who makes it grow. So um, that's what my handle comes from. All right, have a great day, everyone. Talk to you later. Godspeed. Bye.